Welcome, everybody out there, to Raising Cane's episode 31. I have the distinct pleasure of having my mini-me here, even though I'm better looking. Uh, David Webb Jr. is in town for Thanksgiving, and he's decided offhand we're going to do a podcast. So here it is. We're going to talk about uh, what he's been up to, how to get there, where he's been, uh, qualities that got him where he is today, being raised by his mom and dad and his village. Um... Millennials, problems with millennials, and tips and tricks for parents getting kids out of the house and onto their deal. So, David, say hey. 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 What's up? So, what have you been up to? Um, Just playing some music, um, recording some music. Is close enough? That jumped too loud? Oh, there you go. Um, As of this past summer, um, playing about 65 live performances in between Manhattan and Brooklyn, um, in New York, and currently recording an EP. Which is? Some shows, like a small version of an album, about three songs I've been working on to have some more, um, web presence on Spotify and, um, and all that jazz. Uh, what's your website? www.dovij.com, D-O-V-I-J.com. You can find my shows upcoming, upcoming projects, headshots, um, EPK, press kit, resume, contact, email, all the necessary stuff for booking inquiries. So what do you want to eventually do? You want a nine to five job? You want to break out into the industry? What are your goals? Yes. I think everybody wants to break out in the industry. Um, I want an unconventional form of revenue and that Either I'm freelancing or I'm consulting or I'm producing or I'm, I'm background vocals or I'm harmonizing. Um, just recently, last week, I got paid 50 bucks to sit with somebody for an hour and, um, use my brain to harmonize some of his songs. Oh, uh, so you won't be pimped out. And so, yeah, you got a, you got a skill that you can monetize. What are you talking about? Um, and so yeah, I want to break out, have a fan base, support myself off my music, um, have the expertise the tools and the money to be able to produce good music within the next five years. Um, that's about it for now. What about the qualities? What are some of the qualities that you learned or force fed you down through beat downs or things like that? What are some of the qualities that you were able oh to my use? Goodness. The biggest quality as cliche as it sounds is being a, a, just, just a nice person, just being like, it doesn't take the energy, all the energy of the world to walk by somebody and say hello or smile. There, there, there's just, maybe it's New York, but there's so much clout. There's so much, um, just, you know, when, when you walk into a building, you can, you can analyze who's in control and who isn't in control. And many times I'm not in control, which is fine with me. I'm either serving a table or I'm, you know, and people just, I'm not even rude. They're just very passive and just, it doesn't take much to say hello or smile to somebody. Um, but that's a skill that will take you far, I think, um, just being nice. And so do you so say that overall Colorado is a much friendlier state than New York? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> just like I was telling Tian, we went to this uh, this place in, uh, in uh, Denver yesterday. And the, the lady behind the, the counter, I kept looking at her because she was just smiling. She was just smiling, just, just grinning and looking around, people smiling at each other. I'm like, what is this? Just smiling, you know? Um New York's awesome though, but I think one of the qualities I think that a lot of people have either lost or choose not to have is just 
saying hello to somebody and walk by them who doesn't care if they're a janitor or a custodian or, you know, you learn this stuff in first grade. No matter who they are or oh what they gosh, do, just everybody gets respect. smile. It's not hard. Um, that's that's the number one thing, I think. Maybe you could be the smile ambassador when you, when you, when you go back to New York and be the the 2018 smile ambassador. We're going to smile more. No, that means. No, that means. Oh, just go into, hey, smile. Walk up down the street. Smile. You can. In 2018? Tell, yeah. them, tell a woman to smile in 2018? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yup. Has, hashtag me to smile. Wish, I wish Elizabeth was here. Huh? I wish Elizabeth was here. Why? The funny one. smile? No, I've never met her. The one that's on your podcast a lot. Oh, El- oh Elizabeth and um, yeah. Tony. Tell a woman to smile in 2018 on the sidewalk. Psh, I, can just, I can just feel the... Feel the heat? Oh, bring it up with her. That's- what are some of the other qualities? Of what? Of how to get along in life, you know, besides smiling. You talk about uh, being a good person. How about paying attention to your surroundings? That too. I'm, I'm, or, I'm not too great at that. Um, but you're in the biggest city in the world almost. And I thank the Lord Almighty that I am still kicking because there have been a couple of times where I've been in some sketch situations and I've been fine. Um, uh, you understand. owe your uncle props to that for trying to teach you the ropes. He's probably, his skin is cringing right now listening to this. Uh, he, yeah, he's, I've learned a lot of people in New York. He has a lot of friends too who've, you know, come together and helped me. Um, his, Miss Penny, our old roommate, it was his roommate first and I moved into his old apartment. When I first moved there, um, she's going to help me learn how to sew pretty soon because um, I'm trying to find um, extra forms of income to always just be, you know, stable. Um, and so I've started flipping um, or retail arbitrage. And so you find things. What is that? You find things on clearance or find things at a thrift shop. You get a barcode scanner, check it out. You sell it on retail price online, make some money off that. So you sell it for more than you bought it for, essentially. I found this Brooks Brothers nice long gray pea coat, forty five bucks, but has a hole in the inside, so I gotta sew it up, make it look nice, get it dry cleaned, sell for a lot more. Um, so it's like trying to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think of course, yeah. At the so so it always helps to have a side hustle. I have like five side hustles. I have some shares invested, I have um I'm flipping some stuff, I have uh, different savings with it's called acorns you get to save extra cents that don't round up to the dollar when you make a purchase on a credit card or a debit card um yeah it's taught me i think how to be frugal man i've learned that how to be frugal um which has been very very helpful especially in new york um you learn how to i don't know save some money on things you don't need to buy wow let's talk about millennials that's one of my favorite topics you know, you guys get thrust into millennials. Um, I think some millennials get a bad rap because they're actually not responsible for ultimately they are, but they're not responsible of how they turned out because sometimes their parents can direct them that way. Cause our job as parents is to, uh, expose and provide more than what we were exposed to and provided for. Mm-hmm. And I think in sometimes in doing that, the kids get spoiled oh, yeah. and they have that expectation or that entitlement phase. What do you think about that? I think it's true. I mean, we were spoiled. I mean, thankfully, you know, we, we were taught to not abuse that, but you know, a lot of us were spoiled, especially in this area, Colorado Springs. Um, and it's just, it's just how it is. Um, and I think millennials, 
I don't know. I think baby boomers get mad at millennials because some of them are lazy, but they're also kind of mad that millennials can walk into a CEO place and say, I want, you know, blank and blank, which, which seems ballsy, but then they get it. And, you know, people are like, not all the time, not all the time, but it, but it happens more than you think. And, and it's, I think it's throwing people for a loop being like, you're a kid. How are you? You know, I, I think, I think everybody in the world are realizing that with Google and with entrepreneurship and with YouTube, you can learn literally anything you want to learn. And so people capitalizing on that, who know how to address the entrepreneurial mindset are 19 to 25. And so you have people who are 50, 60 who are like, what do you think you're doing? You have to, you know, pay your dues and go to school. Like people are skipping, skipping college with some, a couple classes online. You know what I mean? Like I truly think right now college is sometimes overrated. It is like, it is. I told Dawson not going to college was one of the best decisions because like if you, um, want to be a lawyer or a doctor and you need college, then go to college. But if not, you know, you're going to waste your money. Like not I like to knock people with communication degrees, but. Come on, Cletus. Well, it depends if you need it. You know what I mean? Like, like, I have a music degree, which in some aspects is viewed as not substantial. But for me, I don't regret a piece of that. Like, I have 30000 in debt, which isn't bad comparatively. But I mean, like, I'm thankful for every second of it because it put me in my path where I am now. Um, helped me, you know, get further schooling as a voice, techni- as a voice technician. Um, meet my singer-songwriter community. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't regret it personally because I, I feel like it helped me go where I need to go. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's no, there's no reason in paying for, cause you have kids who, who choose a random major, right. And just do gen eds and then drop out. So they paid $15,000 to take a remedial math class. They didn't even want to, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nothing to show for it. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't think college is overrated, but it can be if you don't have a, a plan or if you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? I think college is overrated, but, but sometimes you have to have it. Like you said, for certain jobs, doctor, yeah. dentist, um, lawyer, things like that. Yeah. But I think some of the trade schools get a bad knock, but man, I think trade schools are awesome. Yeah. Being master plumber, master electricians, those guys make some bank. Yeah. I think it's, um, I've always thought about like, if, if that's someone's passion, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't have a passion, that's even more awesome. Um, you know, like you wanted to be a dentist when you were in sixth grade, you said, I want to do music for a couple of years now, um, about seven, eight. And, and that's nice to have, to have a drive, but sometimes you don't have a passion. And so if you don't have a passion there, you're not losing anything by going to a trade school. So you're making money quick. You know what I mean? Like you're, mm-hmm. just, you're doing it. Um, yeah. So education I think is, is shifting. Um, I think there's a shift in the paradigm where oh, yeah. education because education is costly. It's way expensive. Well, it's stupid costly. Extremely it was, expensive, expensive compared to what you get in the, in oh, the tail it's, end. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I'm so glad because I remember graduating high school and having so many friends who were going to, you know, these Azusa Pacific in California, like all, all these names that you would want to go to. And I was going to like Adams State and I was kind of like, ah, but I'm thankful because like, you know what I mean? Like the program I got was the program I needed. Those and, people probably three and four times in debt oh, than man. you are. You from DU at 120000 in debt? Like, I, oh my goodness. You know, like that's just. I mean, and, and if you make that a year, you'd be lucky. Yeah. Like that, that's, that, that's the good thing. Like if you can make it back, let's like, you know, medical school is very expensive, but the idea is you can pay it back with your, you know, with your salary, but. You're going to be a big doctor, highfalutin doctor. Um, but no, like as far as money, like if I can make enough money to support myself. 
Cause, cause I don't, I don't go out. I don't have many friends. I don't party. I just spend money on food and, um, I, I literally don't do anything other than music, perform, you know, and, and the flipping cat. And so I don't spend money much. And so for me, if I have enough money to, you know, to survive, you know, it, it's fine. Like this, this summer, I went three months without a steady job and that was tight, but I made it work. And thankfully, by the grace of God, you know, we moved to Brooklyn and my room was, I was paying less in Brooklyn than I am in Jersey. Like, um, I'm paying less in Brooklyn than I was in Jersey. I'm paying 760 rent. And, you know, we'd have utilities for the first month. So rent was, you know, cut in half or less than half. So, you know, life in the big city, baby, the money saved is, is, is nice. Um, what kind of tips and tricks can you, uh, forward to parents out there to help their kids succeed later in life? Like when they're little, um, like we beat you within two inches of your life, things like that. Uh, we threaten you with, uh, hammers and stuff and, and get, got you on the path. What kind of tips can you give? Cause you've seen little kids. So when you see a little kid out and the kid's acting up and you've seen that, you've been to the store, you've been to Walmart and you see the kid talking about, I hate you. Well, before I'd, I'd be like, Ooh, that's a bad kid or Ooh, I'd get a spanking if I was that kid. But now like, as an adult living somewhere else, like I, I see red. I just, I see red. Like, even when I see a kid, like if I'm, if I'm at work, <laughs> oh, I see red. Like, cause like in my, like if I'm serving a table, you know, and I have five people, you know, get your drinks, get your food, get drinks, food. And I see a family of six men with two kids and one needs a high. It's, it's, it's just, and they're running around and, you know, they don't control their kids. Like, oh, he's fine. It's, so a kid that's not controlled makes you see red. Yes. Even if it's a good kid, like it just, and you know when I'm walk when you're walking on the street, you got to get to destination. You see kids running around. I want to say to each parent, grab your kids. Just grab your kids. Pull his hand. I, I I want. I've almost pushed kids, but I, you can't do that. Um, Pushing the, kids in New York City. All you got to do is grab the kid's hand and pull them aside. There's kids just wandering around, slowing up traffic for everybody. Um, but just I don't have any tips or tricks. Um, I, I guess what I've seen. Well, just, what would you do to your kid? There we go. If what? Give me give me a scenario. Okay. So your kid's on the sidewalk, wandering around, not paying attention. What would you do? Snatch him up? Say, yes. hey, look, come here. Goodness gracious. You know you know the anger you feel when you are walking through New York City and it's packed and you see the lights green to walk across the street and you're trying to make it and you can't? And you sit there at standstill because nobody wants to move. Now you watch the light count down from 25 to zero and the light's mm-hmm. red again because you can't move because these kids are just, oh, ooh, the rage. You know what I mean? And so I would, It might be birth control for you. Dang. I'd snatch them up. No, I, I do want kids. I want about four. Yeah, little monsters. But uh, I'd prob- I wouldn't raise them in, in New York. Oh, so, so you'd probably leave New York. Yeah, I'd raise them in either Colorado or somewhere very close to it. I mean- who knows what the future holds, but I want to have, you know, a house and, or even maybe a town home. A, a white picket fence. You want that white picket fence syndrome? It could be. It want to get great. married? Because be you're a youngster, you know. I don't know about marriage. Ooh. <laughs> what? I don't know about marriage. No, what? Nah. Come on, David. I, I mean, maybe when I'm like 50. Um, 50? No, let's say I find somebody next week. We can date for 25 years and we get married at 50. Man, you're worse than your dad. No, I'm not messing with that. And Why? Marriage. Can you cohabitate? Huh? Cohabitate? I don't know if I can do that either. I was telling look, my roommates. No, listen, 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 listen. I was telling my roommates 
I do want a significant other. But if I do, I want to have a separate bed, at least for now, because I'm, I'm fine. A separate bed? Yeah, I'm chilling. <sighs> I got my own space. I got my own room. got my own regimen to go to sleep, get a snack. Like, I don't... We're married, but we sleep in separate bedrooms. And you'd be happy as hell, wouldn't you? Yeah, are we going to have bunk beds? I don't know. Bunk beds. Whatever she wants, I don't care. Oh, my uh, gosh. Bunk beds. Babe, I love you. you can now, get in your bunk bed and, and leave me alone. No, I was, I was telling uh, my friend Caleb on the phone. I've been single for about four years now. And I was saying how um, the nice, one of the nice parts about it, one of the few nice parts, is that I'm finding what I what I what I do, what I like, what I'm not gonna mess with, as all might might be a detriment because I don't know how lean I'll be with somebody because I'm you know, you find your rut, and I've kind of found at least for now I found my rut and wow unless somebody wants to fall under that rut, well grandmommy has a set of bunk beds so maybe she can oh, wheel them to stop. you. <laughs> Those haven't been slept in since. Uh, she cleaned the bottom one off for Marvin like I told you so, but Marvin it's, didn't stay there. Yeah. All right, we want to thank Dave for coming by for a little short podcast. Short that was podcast. fun. Short, 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 short. He's Wait, gonna. Did anybody ever ask you questions on podcasts? Like what? Okay, what's your tips and tricks for raising for raising bad kids? Oh, beat them. We can't just say beat them. Beat them. Why? Why can't I? You ask me. Beat them. Snatch them up. <laughs> beat them. But you got to do it early. So if you snatch them up earlier, then later you don't have a problem. See, a lot of my friends have problems with their kids later in life, but they didn't snatch them up early. They didn't set the ground rules early. So if you don't set those ground rules early, you're gonna there'll be hell to pay later. And then you sit there and wonder why? Why is this happening to me? Because you need to do your job. Well so, some sometimes it's it's interesting like um like uh Cody I was telling you about. He was, he was a, <laughs> yeah that kid. But his parents were very, you know, they were consistent, and he was still rebellious. But yeah, but they didn't but, snatch him up. But no, but when he—I mean, snatch him up. When he hit a certain age, he just—he's like his parents now. He's yeah. very much yeah. what they trained him to be. You know, even through the rebellious stages, he just—you know—I mean, sometimes kids just—I um, think parents really have a bigger impact than they think, even if the kid might not show that at the time. Um, a great comic once said. Kid can't talk back if he can't breathe. <laughs> Who's this great comic? Bernie Mac. I miss Bernie Mac. Yeah. So if you got a problem with your kid talking back, hit him in the throat. Don't hit him in the throat. Hit him in the throat. <laughs> you can't. Hit, 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 hit him in the throat softly. Don't, don't, don't bruise him. No, hit him in the throat. Just but, spank him. But, but no, just hit him in the throat. You got to be able to, you got to be able to shock. Like, shock factor works good. Like a- and you cannot. One of my pet peeves is hearing people say, I'm going to, don't make me, do it, <laughs> yeah. do it, you drop that hammer. That. You'd allow that, and I would be confused. Drop too. that hammer. You were a great kid. No, you would, one time. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You were a great kid, because I would tell you, I'm going to spank you at 12 o'clock, and you would have a conniption <laughs> until 12 o'clock, and then I'd try to find you, and you passed out in the bed, <laughs> out cold, because you had a conniption all day long, because I made you wait. And I have the heart to wake you. I, I didn't have the heart to wake you up and do anything because you had already punished yourself. <laughs> so you were easy. Tion, Alpha Dog, I, I had to lay hands on her. It, it was totally a religious experience. And Dawson, I had to lay hands on him. But Dawson he wouldn't cry. A- he looked at me and just, 
Like, I'm going to kill you when you get in your wheelchair. When I'm old enough, you just wait. I'm going to push you down the stairs, Daddy. So he would sit there, wouldn't cry. He just sit there and just. So those are those are the three qualities he of, cry at all? of raising. No, because he knew he was going to kill me later. I'm going to take you out, old man. I'm going to drop you. Drop you like a hot potato. That's interesting how, like, nature versus nurture. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes a kid is how they are. Yeah, but, you know, I think also that we have all these these um, words, you know, ADD, ADHD, yada, yada, yada. We didn't have none of that. Hey, back back when I was in school, back in the day, we didn't have all that stuff. Well, there wasn't the education for it, I don't think. Or there wasn't there wasn't the I, – I think there's a fine line between, yes, there's ADD, ADHD and stuff. I do believe that. But there also are some new things that are just like – What new things? Oh, there's hundreds of things. You know, there's no new things? Well, new is in quotations new. You know, people like saying, oh, they have this, this, and that. But I think they're, they're – I think the the amount of new diagnoses that are coming out. Make I think people, we're overdiagnosing. Make, yeah, it makes people think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there are still some viable. You know, boys are rambunctious. Boys can't sit still. It's nothing to do with ADD. It's being a boy. It's simple. If if your boy can't sit still, he's being a boy. If your boy's acting out in school, you need to fix that acting out. And you can't blame the teachers all the time. Te- teachers have a hard job, man. I know. They do. Yeah. They're thankless. They don't get paid a whole lot. They have a hard job because because, because sometimes they're the only parent that kid or they're the only structure that their kids need. Kids need structure. You got to have structure. Mm-hmm. You you don't have structure. You are you are doing a disservice to the kid. Where'd you learn that? From I, my, it worked with us, but wouldn't you work from my mean mama? Give them structure. Hey, you know, it, it structure and consequences. Maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't put your hand on that hot stove because it's going to burn next time. You know, kids, kids learn. Kids, kids need structure. They strive for structure. And when they, when they don't get it, they act out. It's simple. You mean they act out because they don't have structure? Yes. I believe they need it, but. Yes. I never saw that correlation. Oh, yeah. If they don't have structure and consequences, then they can be all over the place. And it's your fault, the parent. You have not been a good parent. Maybe been a good parent. Maybe not as efficient at disciplinary as you, you may have You been, haven't been an not. effective parent. You need I to go to parenting school. <laughs> parenting school. No, I say you need to not, go to parenting maybe school. Maybe not as effective the disciplinary suck as you're talking about yourself. But I mean, you know, I think each parent has his own thing to give to his kid. And discipline is an important one. Yeah, but there's but some, some basics parents, that you don't. You don't let your kid hit you. Well, yes, basics. You to don't you. let your kids talk back to you. That's basics to you. You don't let your well, and to me too. But what I'm saying with some people, it's, it's just some people are like, "Oh, it's okay, Johnny. it's okay, it's okay, you Johnny. Know, you know, Johnny's saying, okay. It, He's having a hard day." <laughs> <laughs> Johnny gave me a black eye. It's okay. It'll heal. He's having a hard day. No, yeah. At work, um, Breezes was telling us she, he hates one customer that comes in. She's so rude, and her son was like five or so and the mom said do you want the chocolate milk and he said f no and she was like okay i was like oh my goodness if we yeah ever that's a you, that's a that's a horrible mom we get spanked in this maybe she just does maybe maybe she's a better mom than she had when she was growing up maybe it's a horrible one to us compared now but maybe but compared to what she one. had she correct. Was, yeah you never know correct and that's that's a win for her yeah because I, I have a friend whose mom is crazy just cultish and, and crazy. Um, but her grandma, my friend's grandma, her mom was 
just very, 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 mm. very messed up. And so she was a, you know. Oh, so it just trickled down. Trickled down, but she was still a better version of it. As bad as she was, she was a better version of her grandma. I remember when you were little and you used to get a little frustrated with me when I had you go outside and shovel the walk. And you said, when I get grown and get married, have a wife, and you come to visit, you, you can't tell me when to shovel the walk. <laughs> I said, man, I'm going to come in your bedroom, wake you up, and tell you to go outside and shovel that walk in nah. front of your wife. Nah, I don't bro. care. Once a daddy, always a daddy. And I would hit you and her in the throat. <laughs> Listen, one day, how yeah. the hell are you now? 57? 58. Damn. Hey, easy with that. Wow. I was just trying to be polite. You're 58? Hey, hey, wow. hey, hey. Easy okay. with anyway the story. One day, you're going to be mm, 73. And you're going to lose all, you're going to be frail. You're going to lose all that weight. Watching me, 73. And you're going to be weak. Weak. Me and Dawson and gonna what's going to happen? Oh, we're going to mess with you. Me and Dawson. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be payback? No, we're just going to mess with you. You're going to be like, buddy. You're going to try to. Square up. Man, I will knock you guys out. Nah, nope. You and your brother. Because Tion will come to my aid and take care of her daddy. No, she'll come to your sister's living home and take care of her daddy. Oh. Assisted living, thanks. We'll put you in a home. That's not right. The new village is supposed to take care of their you dad. You can live with grandmommy, though. What? Yeah. You'll probably put your grandmommy. She's not going to last me. She will outlive me. Well, she can take she can take care of you, Daddy. She can take care of you again. Well, we want to thank Dave for coming. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end it right here. But you guys take care. Bye bye. Say bye. Bye.